This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho, featuring inspirational and fascinating personal stories of people from all corners of the globe who are now in St. Louis. We'll take a look at the U.S. through newcomers' eyes, get some insight into world history and cultures, and maybe learn something about ourselves. Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Welcome back to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. I'm joined tonight by Warsame. Warsame, first and last name the same, from Somalia. Yes. So welcome. Thank you. And as usual, I like to set the scene geographically to let people know, you know, people might not be familiar with where the country is on the map. So can you tell us where where Somalia is on the map, what countries it borders? Yeah. Uh, Somalia is uh, in East Africa. Uh, we call it the Horn of Africa because it looks Africa. like a horn. It looks like a horn, yeah. yeah. Right next to Kenya and uh, Ethiopia and Djibouti and, yeah, okay. border state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, it's it's an old country, long history, like so many other countries. Um, a lot of cultural influences from other countries as people went through and around the country. I think there were a lot of trading with China and India and Greece. Yeah. But mostly Arab, I think, right? Yeah. And I think your language, Somali, is sort of connected to Arabic? Uh, we have some few words in Arabic. Uh, you know, uh, we share some – we even have some words in Italian as well. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it was an Italian – part of Somalia was an Italian – yeah, colony it was, for yeah, it was colonized by Italians for yeah, a while. That, yeah. yeah, so um, part, partly Italian and partly British, right, yeah. for a while? Correct. And then um, when did Somalia become independent? I think it was uh, 1960. Okay. Yeah. And then the two parts of Somalia, I guess the British, quote-unquote British part and Italian part, were separate, but they joined to become Somalia, one country, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, you talked about um, Italian influence. I think you'd still find um, – I mean people eat Italian food in Somalia, right? Like spaghetti is a big popular yeah, food there because um, of the Italian influence. Yeah, pasta. And all pasta? That. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, they have uh, different certain things there um, yeah. from Italian culture, yeah. Is there a lot of British influence still too from like any there kind is of tea? Some. You, is there a culture of drinking tea like the British do? yeah. There is some, uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah, uh, shared, uh, even few little words that we share with the yeah. British yeah, as well. Okay. Um, and then Somalia is basically an Islamic country, right? Yes. Um, are there Christian churches or Jewish synagogues there too, or is it mostly just Islam? Well, in, in the 1920s, there, were, there was a... Um, a a cathedral, mm-hmm. right, in Mogadishu, um, Mogadishu Cathedral, and uh, it was built by uh, uh, Italians there. Okay. Um, and then it got, you know, basically set on fire after, you know, in 1991. Oh, with all the yeah, okay, we'll yeah, talk about that yeah. in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, so it was. Uh, so it's it's not a Sharia 
country, right? It, is it a secular government or is it a officially No, no, it's a it's Muslim? a it's a Muslim country, secular, uh, but uh, not uh yeah, not like uh Al Shabaab or anything like that. It's just that they are the group is uh there. Al Shabaab. Uh, yeah, yeah Al Shabaab still... is there, um but um they they not as strong as they started to to yeah. be honest. Is Al Shabaab connected with like uh <clears throat> Yeah, they said that there are some connections to them. Um, Mm -hmm. I I can't positively be sure, but uh, there are some connections to them. So they're they're trying to establish some kind of a caliphate or something. But Somalia, the government of Somalia is secular, I guess, right? Yeah, trying to fight against Al Shabab. Yeah, they fight. uh, They fight against Al Shabab and uh, all the things they uh, do to people. You know. yeah, they cause a lot of destruction in Somalia. Yeah. Um, okay, so you said that it was under British and Italian control until 19 – well, I guess 1960s. the 20th century, until 1960. Yeah, 20th century. Um, 1960, independence, but then uh, Mohamed Siad Barre yeah. became president in 69 under a mm. coup – and I know this is before you were born, but do you, do you remember your parents talking about life under Siad Bari? Not my parents, but uh, my my siblings. They talked about it a few times. Uh, they said, you know, some he was there was some sort of uh, honestly there was some sort of favoritism as well. Because you know, uh, one thing about Somali is um, tribal. There's a lot of uh, tribal issues there. And, you know, some people say he favored his tribe over others and some other people say, you know, he was a good president mm-hmm. president at, uh, of the country that time. Yeah, I mean I've, I've heard so good and bad things. I, I've heard that, um, you know, he increased the literacy rate. But he yeah. – I don't understand this. He, I, he was like mixing – Basically, socialism or communism with Islam, and I don't know how that yeah. can be done. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know how could, how it could be done as well. Yeah, but with him, um, he did had he did us, uh, you know, made a lot of um, difficult decisions. I would say that uh, you know, kind of had to stay mm-hmm. with the country a little bit, mm-hmm. but. Uh, and but others had to suffer as well. Yeah. You know, there other, there were other tribes that actually suffered yeah. uh, during that time. Um, I think this was in what we call the Cold War here, and um, there was uh, basically a proxy war between Ethiopia and Somalia in the seventies, where um, you know the United States and the Soviet Union were having a cold war. So we would kind yeah. of take different sides. And like, I, th- I think my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, um, there was a, a war with Ethiopia, between yeah. Somalia and Ethiopia in 77 and um, border war. There was, they were trying to, Siad Bade wanted to take the Ogaden uh, region, which yeah. is the Ethiopian. Ogaden region, yes. But mostly Somali people live there. Yeah. And uh, so, because Ethiopia was under a communist system at the time, the Soviet Union was assisting them. Therefore, we we assisted 
Somalia because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, but as we see in other situations, some of the assistance that we sent to Siad Bade went for other things, and so he yeah. did some bad things with that. And eventually, well, the cold when the Cold War ended, then. Everything blew up. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't care that much about these proxy wars anymore. So that all yeah. dried up. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so Siad Bare was was, I guess, exiled. Eventually, he wasn't assassinated, but he was he was forced to leave office. Leave. And then it went. The country went into many years of chaos. Yeah. For, were you um, there then, or were you? You must have been really young then. Yeah, I was born in '87. Uh, okay, and uh, I was, uh, and the war started in '91. It's the Civil War at the time. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, people might remember the name Mohammed. I mean, there was uh, issues between it, but yeah, the, yeah, the war at that time started in '91, and uh, the the issues were uh, different tribes basically fighting for power. Really? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, at that time, there wasn't uh, no election. Mm. You know, it's just uh, he had he was president until, you know, he passed away or, yeah. you know, he. Well, uh, he yeah, resigned. yeah, he was like yeah. president for life, basically. Yeah. For, but um, I, I think, you know, listeners might remember the name Mohammed Farah Idid, who was yeah. one of the. I don't know. Would you call him a tribal leader or, or uh, yeah, a tribal leader at the faction? time? Uh, yeah, a tribal leader at the time. Um, he was uh, from a tribe called uh, Harugither, you know, and yeah, he was a tribal leader. And he was one of several. Would you call them warlords who were trying to get control of the country after after Siad Bare left? Yeah, it was sort of there was really no government for a while, right? Yeah, it wasn't government at all. And we, you know, the UN peacekeepers were there. You know, there were Americans that went there, and I remember, you know, some American servicemen were were killed there, and that yeah. kind of turned a lot of Americans off to being yeah, there. So, yeah. um, but you were born in the middle of all this stuff. Yeah, and um, what what can you remember of your? Early years later. Well, what part of Somalia were you born in, first of all? I was born in Mogadishu. In the capital? Yeah. Okay. So I was what born was, in Mogadishu. What are your and, early uh, memories? Yeah, in a little area called uh, Kambo Amhar, right? And okay. um, this place, uh, it was it was in a lot of trouble. I mean, you'll hear gunshots. And, really? Yeah, you, you'll see something, some drama happening, you know, someone getting shot and things like that from time to time. But it was, uh, it was just... Other than that, it was just relaxing. Did you go to school? I didn't or, go. To, I didn't get to go to school, but my brothers, uh, you know, they were uh, at the age of going to school. So yeah, they used to go to school. What was the school like? Was it a was it a public school? Was it a uh, no, religious uh, school? Yeah, it was a religious school, mm-hmm. and they used to go to a religious school. Uh, and they'll come back for like an after around the afternoon for a break, and then they go back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like a recess, and then they go back and do, finish uh, their class, and then they come home. Yeah. And you, your family left when you were like five or six, right? We left uh, when I was yeah five. Okay. You you went to Kenya. Kenya, Mogadishu. Can you? I mean, uh, Kenya, uh, uh, Mombasa. Mombasa. Sorry, there. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. Um, how how did that happen? Your your 
your family just it was becoming too dangerous there and how, how like how did you get well, there <clears throat> well in 91 um what happened is that uh there was um oh, a war that started there around uh, in our area and they threw these um missiles you know um and they were like just destroying the whole neighborhood to be honest they were just bombing everyone and uh one of the missiles where me and my father was sitting at and my mother and uh, the neighbors were sitting at uh there was a missile that hit there and um there was a young guy there around early 20s who was renting a room from the neighbors he got hit and you know every time these missiles hit that's these like small fragments shrapnel yeah shrapnels yes uh that uh fly off and it hit him and he passed away. Mm. A little uh, tiny piece of metal can yeah, kill somebody. Caused a lot of injury. Yeah, even the uh, the neighbor, the woman, uh, the na- our neighbor, she was pregnant, and those shrapnels hit her and she uh, died. Mm. Uh, my mother, same thing. Um, the guy that our neighbor, um, the woman's uh, husband, he grabbed his two kids that was there as well, and he ran off. Um, so. Now it's just me and my father. And my so your father, mother was killed then too? Huh? Your mother was killed in that yeah, attack? Yeah, it hit uh, – the shrapnels hit her in the head oh. and uh, in the chest and she died there. Sorry. But uh, yeah, so my father grabbed me and he tossed me away from him. Yeah. And uh, you know you know how wrenches are built, right? Uh, you got the bathroom outside and then you got the kitchen somewhere else and all that. Yeah, so the, there was an area where the bathroom was at, where our neighbor's bathroom. And I, yeah, I landed there, and the shrapnels hit him. Um, and after that, um, they, uh, you know, people were getting, trying to get people out of the place and all that, helping each other out. We didn't have any uh, hospitals close to us, but there was a doctor that lived in the neighborhood, and his place was packed. Uh, and, yeah, we... Stayed there. Um, I mean, we went there, and uh, it was just full. And while we was waiting, my father passed away from uh, eternal bleeding. Oh, there. Did you have a, any of your brothers and sisters with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, at the time of the uh, bombing, they were not at the house. But after the whole thing happened, they did come back home, and yeah, they seen everything. And they went to the hospital with us, and I mean, not the hospital, uh, the doctor's house with us. Um, yeah. And, and then how did you get to Kenya? Did, on, <clears throat> so you and your siblings? Yeah, me and my siblings. So there was uh, – I want to point this out because there was, uh, you know, distant relatives yeah. due to tribe, right, yeah. that used to come. And my sister was uh, at the age of 15 and they tried to separate us, you know, kind of like one person takes a, one kid and the other takes another kid, things like that. But my sister didn't. She didn't like that whole idea, so she refused. Um, and uh, so my, me and my sister, we, we shared the same mother but not the same father. Her father, uh, he died in a bombing as well. Mm-hmm. He was in the military. He died in a bombing. And he used to save up some money, you know, and put it somewhere. So she used that money one night uh, to my auntie first in Kenya heard about what happened. And she sent her husband to come help us get out. He came. So um, what happened was uh, there's like at night 
there's these trucks that leave oh. with a lot of people in the back, right? Mm. And yeah, he they t- you so know they go to Kenya. So you you left so, by truck. Yeah, we my sister paid the uh, paid the driver. Wow. We and you were owned. six years old, five, five, five Gosh, years old. Okay. Why don't we we need to take a short break here? I told you the time goes fast. <laughs> yeah, no. Problem. And then we'll come back and pick up the story. Um, we'll be right back. You're listening to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Arnell's Hardwoods. For all of your laminate and hardwood flooring needs, call them at 314-397-3252. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by the Indoor Comfort Team. For all of your heating and cooling needs, call the Indoor Comfort Team at 314-230-9542. This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. We're talking with Warsame Warsame from Somalia um, about leaving Somalia, going to Kenya. Um, did you wind up in a refugee camp in Kenya then? Yeah, we had we wasn't uh, allowed in the city, so we had to. We're not uh, allowed in the city. Yeah, we couldn't go okay. into the. Uh, you know, after for some time, after some time, you could go in, but yeah, when we got there, they were, yeah they weren't allowing. Were any you in, in Kakuma? No, Bombasa. It's like seven miles away from Bombasa. It's a uh, area. A camp. Yeah, a camp, a refugee camp there. Gosh, how big was it? How many people were there? I mean, there were rows of tents, a lot were of they rows. Were only Somalis or were there people from other countries too? There were, there were a few other people that was from another country as well. What, what was it like for a five-year-old kid? Was there a school for the kids? They they had some education thing there, but I never just I never attended. How many years were you there? Just one. Oh, just, just one, one year. year. Yeah, yeah, just one year. The UN used to uh, come and uh, drop off uh, food for like two weeks, every two weeks. Okay. Yeah, they used to do that. Um, and uh, my auntie, she came to the U.S. And when she came to the U.S., um, she filled out some papers for us and. Yeah, uh, they, after a year, they came and got us. You came here then? Yeah, straight to St. Louis. What year was that? 1993. Okay. So So you were only in the camp for one year, so you didn't really go to school or just was, do you have, what are your memories of the camp? Because I was, uh, the reason why I wasn't going to school is because I was injured in the bombing. Oh, you were injured in the bombing yeah, too. Yes, yes, I was injured in the bombing. Oh gosh! I couldn't uh, walk at the time, and I did learn how to walk eventually, because my brother had to teach me how to walk. Yeah. And when I was walking, I started walking with my left foot. Uh, you know, I was injured, and I had to learn how to walk on my toes. Oh. Actually, I couldn't put my heel down, my ankle down. Okay, you came here in '93. Did you go to school here then? Yes, I started school first grade in the U.S. Yeah, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> your fa- you came with your sister and yeah, my siblings. Uh, 
uh, not all of them because uh, my I still we still had uh, two brothers in different areas in Somalia. Um, you know, and we had a sister that was in uh, in Saudi, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Arabia. Um, but the rest of us, yeah, we came together. And you said your aunt was living here first in St. Louis. Did yeah. you stay with her at first? Then, yeah, we stayed with her. Uh, we also came with uh, two uh, two cousins. Wow, you know, a few cousins actually. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we we stayed with our auntie. Uh, we shared like I think it was a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> So we we had bed in the dining room and <laughs> and the living room and all that. Did you speak English when you came here? No, not a single word. <laughs> and you started first grade. Yeah. You and you. I guess you you were you came as refugees to the International Institute. Yeah. In they, yeah. They placed us in a home and helped us. Yeah. Get into an apartment and all that. And can you remember your first day of school here? Um, it's it's vivid, scary. but yeah, it was scary though. What what school uh, was that? Dewey, uh, Dewey. Dewey International. Okay. Uh huh. So you went to an ESL class, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> were there teachers that were helpful to you, and were they trying oh, yeah. to make you feel welcome, or was it was it kind of scary? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was scary, but uh, they were very helpful. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They, you know, the first day I went. Yeah, I went to, uh, you know, class, uh, ESL class. They were helping me already with my English. How long did it take you to learn English? You were young um, enough that it was probably pretty easy. Yeah, it was It was pretty easy. I started speaking very well, you know, within a year. But I'm not very well, but uh, to an extent where I could actually communicate a little bit. But I still had more studying to do. So, but, yeah, I mean, I learned Fast. Were there other Somali kids at Dewey? There were. There were some other Somali kids mm-hmm. as well. What were? I mean, this is a long time ago, and you were really young. But can you remember anything that just seemed really weird to you here, like cultural differences or things that were just not what you were used to, like um, the food or the weather or anything like that? Yeah, the weather. The weather. First of all, we never seen snow. Yeah, and all life, and we was. Yeah, we was kind of weirded out when we yeah. seen the snow. Um, the you know, like the, the food you had at school, the school lunches, it was probably not yeah, what you were used to. Yeah, we wasn't used to the food. Uh, the you know the way people dressed as well. Not okay. much, you know. Yeah. yeah. So we wasn't really used to a lot of different things, but we kind of you know just know learn how to adapt as well. Yeah. Did you make friends with other kids in the school? Not at first. Not at first. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was kind of you know, you go through that stages. Uh, a lot of different kids go through the bullying and all that. Oh, bullying. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So you know, f- uh, little teasing here and there as yeah. well. Um, and but eventually, uh, you know, when I started to learn how some few words yeah. and all that, yeah. and some few sentences, I started to make friends. Wow. Um, then did you go through? Middle school and high school here too. Uh, middle school and high school, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went. Um, so middle school, I went to Bunch International as well, and high school, I went to Soda International. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All public. And what happened after you finished high school? What did you What did you do after that? Um, I uh, attended a university, Lincoln University in Jefferson City, um, but. 
you know, the financial aid. I had problems with that, so I had to come back. So I started a um, community college at Forest Park, mm-hmm. and I was taking classes there. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of uh, get the selective classes out the way and then transfer to uh, another university. Mm-hmm. What were you For, thinking about going into? What What did you want to study? Uh, I, was, uh, I wanted to study uh, business management. Okay. Yeah. I get my bachelor degree in business, uh-huh. yeah. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I graduated in 2005, 2006, no, 2005, I couldn't, yeah, the financial aid came back. I went to uh, the community college, and after that, um, I was taking it, you know, I kind of stopped because I wanted to work. Mm-hmm. and take a break, a year break. Then I decided to go back uh, in 2008. And when I uh, was doing it in 2008, then 2009, yeah, then that's, uh, I got shot. Yeah, can you talk about that? Is Would you be willing to share that, what happened to you? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, so... Um, there was a friend uh, I seen, and my two nephews. I had two nephews from Kansas City that came to visit, and I and I was me and my brother used to live together at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, two of my nephews came to visit, um, so they were, you know, it was kind of little late at night. They was getting hungry, so I decided, you know what, let's just get some late night snack or something. <laughs> so I took. You know, I was about to take them. I seen a friend of mine, and he wanted to, uh, you know, take a ride. So we we uh, I picked him up, and we just got something to eat and everything. And on our way back, I had a feeling that I should take my nephews home first because it was getting really late, and you know they teenagers. Uh, I didn't want them being out too too long, so I decided to. You know, dropped them off, and I told them, I said, I'll be back in 10 minutes. I was planning to take the guy home. So me and the guy uh, talking, and I'm driving. Uh, I uh, I came to the red light on Jefferson and Shoto. And while I was uh, at the parking, I mean, at the uh, red light, there was a guy that, I mean, not a guy. So there was a car that pulled up next to us on my left side, on the driver's side. And while we was waiting, you know, it's a, a dark green Grand Am. I cannot figure out the year. But, you know, tender windows. But, you know, even through the tender windows, you could see someone moving. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I kind of just looked and I turned, you know, away from it. And all I heard was gunshots. Mm-hmm. Um... For some weird reason, I didn't, you know, jump or anything like that because I I got so used to hearing the gunshots all the time. (laughs) So, uh, you know, by the different, you know, the country I came from and, yeah, yeah, and the neighborhoods I lived in as well. And you heard gunshots here too? Yeah, yeah. I used to, yeah, we used to live in really bad neighborhoods here. Um. Then, yeah, so the first bullet, um, it hit me. Mm-hmm. And the uh, stomach and another bullet hit me as well. 
I couldn't step on it uh, as soon as I knew that I was getting shot. <laughs> I couldn't, you, you know, couldn't. press on the gas. I couldn't press was on the gas. Was the other guy in the car with you still? Yeah, he was in the car with me, but he he dug down under the glove department, you know. And um, But I, I couldn't move. So I'm just there getting, you know, shot. And they kept on shooting. They emptied, like, the whole clip. Basically, were they targeting you? Do you think, or was it just a random thing? Um, it could be for several reasons. Uh, they probably just, you know, knew me and the guy. Maybe, uh, maybe they knew the guy because I didn't used to get into uh, any problems really with anyone. Um, maybe they did to get into a gang because sometimes, you know, this is what you have to do to get into a gang or anything. Oh, like an initiation. Initiate, yes, initiation. Um, they probably just, you know, just did it randomly. I don't know. Do you know who it was? Did they ever arrest anybody? No. No? They never arrested anyone. They don't know You don't who know who it, it could have been? No. Not at all. Did, okay, did, did your friend drive you to the hospital or something then, or what happened? Yeah, so after I got shot, um, I got shot five times. Five times. Oh, yeah, and when I got shot five times, uh, one it's, one was on the elbow, one on the kidney, on the uh, left side of my uh, stomach, and uh, one on the left side of my leg, and two in the stomach. Yeah. So I couldn't drive. Uh, but after they, you know, after they finished shooting, the light turned green and they turned like nothing happened. So my friend, I thought he was going to run off because, you know, he was, uh, you know, a bit shaky, yeah. Yeah, you know, shaking a little bit. Um, so he got out the car and but he came to my driver's side, to the driver's side and he pushed me to the passenger. And he stepped on the gas pedal and drove me to uh, St. Louis uh, Emergency. Oh. Hospital. Okay. And then you became paralyzed then, right? Yeah, they told me uh, uh, incomplete spinal cord injury. That's what I had. And you're in a wheelchair right now. Yeah. How did your life change after that? Were you, I mean, were you in rehab for a long time? Were you in the hospital? Or in, and then, like, how did that affect your life after that? I was in ICU for about, um, i say two weeks, yeah, two weeks. And then I transferred to St. Mary's Rehab Center. Uh, and I stayed there for about a good three, three and a half weeks. And then I transferred to uh, Missouri Rehab in Mount Vernon, where I stayed there about another three. Then after that, insurance, you know. The health uh, insurance, yeah, it wouldn't pay anymore, so I just had to come back home. So um, I try. I did take a little bit of outpatient therapy for a while, but then after that, insurance again, and yeah, so that was it. How is your life now? I'm doing well. I live by myself. Uh, I got my own apartment. Uh, I exercise. I <laughs> try to keep uh, do the best I can to you know do everything by myself. You able to work? Um, not uh, yeah. I'm able to work. You know, but it depends on the work. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, right now, I just me and I help my brother with uh, his transportation business. Okay. 
that he's doing. Um, he's doing a non-emergency medical transportation. And they never arrested anybody for this? No. No arrests, nothing. No cameras, no pictures, nothing at all. When did this happen? What year? 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, it was May 20, May 26. It, it, you know, it, it was uh, around midnight, so May 27th. Are you experiencing any pain now from I, that? Yeah, I get some nerve pain sometimes, and I do get uh, muscle spasms. Yeah. Muscle spasms every day, randomly. It comes and goes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? You came here for safety, and then you got injured here. You left Mogadishu for a safer place, and you came to St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry about that. Well— Let's let's take another break here, and then we're going to come back and talk about some, hopefully, some happier things uh, in your life, because your life is not all bad. Many good things happen to you, too. <laughs> You're listening to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. A strong and sweet flower, pray for more power to you. Even your presence comes with blessings. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Samim Afghan Restaurant, featuring traditional Afghan cuisine and conveniently located on Manchester Road in the Grove. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you by Hacking Law for individuals who want to come and stay in the U.S. Hacking Law fights for immigrants every day. Visit them at hackingimmigrationlaw.com. You bring our minds peace and our hearts seize, ain't no doubt. And now it's all good. Hope that we could stay this close. This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. Welcome back. We're talking with Warsame Warsame from Somalia. Uh, he told us about um, having been shot and paralyzed here in St. Louis in 2009. Um, that was a terrible thing that happened to you because <laughs> you were hope- hoping that this would be a, a safe haven for you. But I, I'm, I regret that that happened to you. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. But Thank I think you. you've been able to do a lot of things you want to do anyway. Yeah. Um, I know you've shared your story a lot. That's how I met you through our mutual friend, Larry Kendall, who um, has had talked about you for a long time, about how inspirational your story was. Are you still giving talks to schools and groups these when, days? Yeah, whenever I do get the opportunity, uh, I do it. But um, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I wanted to talk about um, an interesting thing in Somalia. Um, there, we had you are an ethnic Somali. That's your, I guess, your ethnicity, right? Somali. Yeah. But but we had a wave of refugees from Somalia. I guess it was a little bit after you, after the time that you. Well, no, it was probably the late nineties, maybe early two thousands. Yeah. We had this wave of what they call Somali Bantus, yeah. who came as refugees. This is really interesting to me. Um, the so-called Somali Bantus were people that had been um, 
forcibly moved to Somalia from farther south in Africa, Malawi, Tanzania. Correct. Right? And was it the Italians or the Arabs who who brought them to Somalia? Both. Both? Yeah. I think uh, they, they, they would, uh, there was a time where the Arabs uh, used to uh, take – yeah, they did that as well. They took uh, some people from there and brought them to Somalia. And they were basically – they became slaves, right? Yeah. In Somalia. I I was really surprised when I heard this story, but they they were um, they were slaves until I think 1900 was the year that they were um, liberated. They you know slavery was abolished then. They had yeah. to work on rice plantations, I think, right? Right. Um, but they were even though they were technically free, they looked different from. Ethnic Somalis. So they were identifiable, right? Yeah, they were identifiable. They looked different. Their, yeah. their facial features were different. Yeah. So they were still kind of what we would call second-class citizens. And I believe – I heard that when all this chaos was happening in the 90s, on when – you know, when – after Siad Barre left and Hadid was doing his thing, the, the Bantus were kind of scapegoated. You know what that means? Like they were blamed for all the trouble – by the political leaders, they they wanted to put the blame on somebody, so they blamed it on the Somali Bantus. Some some of the blame, yeah. Some of the even blame, though they didn't do anything, but they were easy target. Yeah, because so you you know of the tribal whole ethnicity yeah. reasons, you know, a lot yeah. of uh, discrimination we, that played a part. Yeah, so many. I mean, it's happening now. It's happening all over the world. Yeah, people are divided based on. Things they don't have any control over, like you would call them tribes. We call them ethnic groups and religions. Yeah. It's it's yeah. part of the human process. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, they were um, discriminated against. They were, there was a lot of bad things happened to them, and so they were able to come here as refugees. They got refugee status based on that situation. Yeah. So we had a wave of Somali Bantus coming into St. Louis, and I'm wondering if you remember any tension between more established Somali community here and then the Somali Bantus who came. Were there were there problems between the two groups? Do you know? Not not for um I mean for certain time, yeah. For for certain time. I've seen uh Somalis and the Somali Bantus uh kind of uh you know going against each other just a little bit, but it was it never got too extreme or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh now I see I see them hanging out, yeah. you know, and basically talking to each other and yeah. all that. Did you know Sheikh Noor Hassan? Yes. He was like the leader of the Bantu community. He uh, yeah, passed away. Him. Leader of the Bantu community here in St. Louis. He yes. was the first one, I think. Yeah. And he, I mean, he he was so happy to be here. He he really was pushing his community to get educated and to, you know, to he kept saying, we want to be in the mainstream of society. I'll never forget him saying that all the time. He really was pushing his community to aspire to great things, and a lot of them did. Yeah, absolutely. He used to help a lot of people, uh, he helped. and a lot of people did look up to him yeah. uh, and appreciated him for doing a lot yeah. of things for the community, for the, especially for the Bantu community, and not just them, but he even used to help other Africans, uh, refugees, right. Right. along with um, 
Khadija and uh, you know Larry and Judy as and well. Zed. Yeah, and Zed. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Boy, that's yeah, Larry cool. and Judy. Those, those were the days. Um, <laughs> do you have relatives in Somalia now? I still have. Um, well, one of my brothers passed away uh, last year, um, and I did find a sister. Oh, you found her? I found a sister. Where was she? Uh, she lives in Denmark. Denmark? <laughs> yeah. She, uh, on my father's side. Really? Yeah. How did you find each other? Uh, she was talking to a, yeah, you know, we talked to a cousin in Somalia from time to time, and she got in contact with that cousin through someone uh, someone else. Wow. And that cousin got, yeah, yeah told her about us and... Did she? And did you get connected. together? Did she come to visit here? No, we haven't visited yet, yeah. but hopefully soon. Uh, I'm I'm probably trying to I'm trying to go travel wow. there actually. Yeah. What What do they? What do you hear? How is life in Somalia today? Is it um, is it's it a, better? It's building up. It's building. Uh, it's getting a bit better. Uh, but still, they Somalia has a long way to go. Yeah. Um, I have one brother. Um, and the area he lives in, um, he has a lot of, you know, he he got about eight eight kids, and yeah, I mean, the area they live in is not uh, area you nobody would want to live. Is to there be still honest. fighting? Is Al Shabaab active there, or what? Yeah, what's, yeah what's Al Shabaab is active. Okay, uh, around that area, but uh, he told me he told us that they're not as active as before, but you know, they still a little active there. Um, he sees the decrease of, uh, you know, Al Shabaab members. Yeah, yeah. But we're trying to get him out uh, and get him to another city. Um, but yeah, are there still Somali refugees in camps in Kenya today? Uh, uh, I know, like Kakuma and Dabab yeah, are still open. Yeah, there are still some refugee camps. Yeah, they, they yeah. Would you ever go back to live there if things improve, or is this home to uh, Somalia? Yeah, not yeah, not. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, some thinking to do. It yeah. depends on how good it actually yeah. gets, you know. Because yeah. what I say is, uh, Somalia needs someone that um, is well educated, yeah. that uh, you know knows uh, that would be loyal to the people and for the people. Yeah, that's very honest, yeah. and that knows how to bring. Uh, you know, businesses in and it's what every country uh, needs. yeah, and builds built Somalia from yeah. the bottom. Yeah, you know how big the local Somali community is here in St. Louis. I don't know the size actually, but it's a it's a good amount. Um, it's a good amount. Is they there, have a Somali masjid now that they built. Where is that Somali mosque? Yeah, Somali mosque. Where is that? Uh, it's uh, on Grab Voice. Uh, really? Yeah. They have a mosque there uh, that the Somalis uh, actually put together. Where on Grandway? They, they used to meet at the one on Grand, right? Yeah, we used to go to the Grand or the one at West Pine. Okay. We used to go there, but uh, Grab Voice, uh, I got to get the exact address. Is it like near Grand? Yeah, near Grand. Yeah. Huh, I didn't know about yeah. that. Um, do, does the community um, celebrate Eid and other holidays together? Or, I mean, are you kind of a... Is there a community um, yeah. organization or 
Yeah, yeah, and not, and not just for the Somalis, really, but for all Muslims, uh, you know, we I'm, I'm do thinking like more of a, cu- a cultural, is there like a cultural? cultural? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I've, I, One time I went to a, a Somali Eid festival. I, I think it was held at St. Louis University. Yeah. Um, so they're still they, kind of united in a way, gathering for Yeah, yeah, we, st- we see each other, we do gather mm-hmm. uh, from time to time, yeah. For eat uh, after the prayer and stuff. Yeah, uh, we go. There's like a little event, you know. You could go to. Yeah. yeah. And talk more about um, typical Somali foods. You, you you said pasta is popular there because of the yeah. Italian influence. But what are some other traditional foods? Uh, so we got the rice, and you know you could have like some chicken with okay. it or some lamp or whatever. But there's always there always has to be banana on the side. Banana. Of the <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah, it's like sweet and savory, you know. Is it like yeah, is it it's, like it's nice. plantains or is it actual bananas or both? Actual probably, bananas. Really? Yeah, yeah. Do you have plantains also? Yeah, we have plantains. Um, and, yeah. And samosa, sambusa? Some sambusa, yeah, and then we got mufo. What is mufo? That's um a dry this dry pastry. Is it like right? like fufu? F- no, not fufu, but uh, it's like a um, bread, okay. bread. Yeah, it's like this dried bread, uh-huh. and it's round. Yeah. You know, yeah. I used to work with a, somebody from Somalia, and she used to make Somali tea, which uh, we all yeah. liked. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, was it cardamom? I guess and cardamom. Cinnamon. Yeah, and then you they put uh, some um, what was it? Fill uh, fill right in there, which is. Uh, uh, I forgot the name, <laughs> the word for the. They put English. a lot of milk and sugar in it, but yeah, it, but these some spices sugar, some too. Milk. It's really good. Yeah, and different spices in it, and, and that that actually is a uh, kind of herbal. A oh, bit, you know, we use that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Whenever you know you get a cold, you drink Does it some work? of that hot tea. Yeah, it works <laughs> actually. You know. Are there any Somali restaurants in St. Louis? Uh for now, that's one. Uh, yeah, Somali restaurant, but um, there were a few that closed down. There were, I know, years. I know of two. There was one on Vandeventer a long time ago. Yeah, and then there was one on Grand. I don't know if it's across from that Schnooks. Is that still open? Uh, d- yeah, that's not times. open right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not open at the at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I had spaghetti there when I went there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. how was it? It was good. <laughs> that's oh, good. it was a good restaurant. I liked it. Yeah. Um, when you were younger, did you play soccer, or what? What kind of sports are popular in Somalia? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We used to play uh, soccer. Uh, you know, just tag things like that. Uh-huh. But most, you know, soccer was the major yeah. sport that yeah. we played. That we could play that day and night. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Most of the world's like that. Yeah. I think America's finally catching up a little bit. <laughs> they don't get. <laughs> What what are the best and worst things about living here in America? In America, um, the best thing is uh, opportunities. There are a lot of opportunities. Sir. If you if you really want to make it, you could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you just have to be. You just have to uh, be ambitious mm-hmm. and go for it. Yeah. Um, and the worst uh, is just. You know, I would say 
we kind of divided. Divided? Here, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of division yeah. in the U.S. That's what I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> Did you see that when you arrived here? I think it's getting um, worse here. Yeah, yeah, it's getting worse here. Uh, but it, but when I came, it was in as yeah. divided as I, you know, as as today. No, I agree with you. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting to hear. I, I love to talk to people that have come from other countries to get their impression about what's happening because, you know, you, you have a unique perspective on things and you often you'll notice things that we don't notice ourselves. But I definitely agree with you that we're, we're really divided now. Yeah. It's, it's really a shame. Do you have any um, – we're almost out of time. Do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say to the listeners – any words of wisdom for us? Yeah, I mean, always, uh, you know, just learn, open up to people, learn about their culture, they where they from, yeah. and always stand for justice, no matter if it's, you know, w- with you or against you, yeah. just always stand for justice because that's the only way that, um, you know, you could attain peace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you get justice sometime for your assault. I yeah. I can't believe that nobody's ever been arrested for that. Yeah, it's, uh, it passed for well, it's been a long time, but you know, hopefully, if it if it yeah. does come, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I want to thank you, Warsame, for coming down here. It, it took us a while to work this out, didn't it? But I'm glad you finally <laughs> were able to come. Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you. And, everything you do in the future. No, thank you so much for having me. Okay. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Thank you for joining us. Stories of New Americans with Ron Cluthal on News Talk STL. Mamoy maan maulaha kadigoy.